everybody, and welcome back to The Accelerator. I'm Michael Conniff, your host for a podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs, startups, founders, and also the VCs, angels, family offices, venture, venture capitalists, uh, hedge funds, private equity firms who keep an eye on this. Um, we are on all the major platforms. We'd love it if you review us and, uh, of course, subscribe to us um, and stay in touch with us. We are also a Substack uh, platform now. You can sign up there and get uh, all kinds of content from us. Um, and today we're very excited to have as a guest A.J. Elliott. He is the chief operating officer of Dicer.ai, uh, a company that uh, provides uh, AI-enhanced uh, marketing services we're, we will talk about in detail. Welcome to the podcast, A.J. Great to have you. Thank you for having me, Michael. And of course, uh, well, I shouldn't say of course, because you and I are the only ones who know this, AJ, but uh, I am an old-time friend of your father, Brendan Elliott, um, who's a, um, a market research expert, I would call him, among other things. And uh, he also has the distinction of the only person who has ever traveled by train to Vermont for a business meeting with me um, <laughs> many years ago, but I, I, th I thought that was pretty funny. But listen, it's great to have you. Um, so tell us about, um, just sort of in a nutshell, what does Dicer AI do and what makes it different and unique, in your opinion? Absolutely. So Dicer really enables marketers with superhuman insights and recommendations to enhance the performance of their ads. And uh, we do so with a, you know, a combination of AI systems as well as some human expert systems. And uh, yeah, we launched about two months ago and already have a about 100 customers so far that we're providing a lot of value for. That's exciting. And you told me you you had hit the $10,000 in revenue per month plateau, which uh, yep. is even more exciting when you consider two weeks ago when we talked, I think you were at 6,000. So what happened in the intervening weeks? Yeah, I think now we're actually closer to 15,000. Uh, and we've, we've really just started scaling up our, our ads, uh, really dog fooding our own product here. And leveraging it to boost our, our own performance. Um, we also just expanded into the uh, UK and can uh, Canadian markets in addition to the United States. That's great. And I love dog food. So t tell me um, how, it might be interesting to hear how you used your own product to increase, and actually it sounds like to almost triple very quickly. So tell, tell us how you did that. Absolutely. So really, Dicer combines a series of different AI agents that can perform a lot of the micro tasks that media buyers need to do on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis uh, with managing campaigns and also man like managing the uh, creative workflows. Um, and really, what our platform eliminates is a lot of these subjective insights and subjective recommendations that come about through the standard you know, marketing team communications. And we actually leverage really good descriptions. Uh, so we're really able to understand what's taking place within an ad image or what's taking place within an ad video and pair that with the actual performance data to really understand the qualities of what's what's working, what's not, and, and where we can go from there to uh, improve performance. Okay, so that's Dicer AI, but how did Dicer AI use it to increase your revenues? Like what was the, give us some uh, granular granular detail on that if you would. Absolutely. So we, we actually, all of our ads are AI generated. We don't use any like photo, photographic content. Um, so the AI and so, creates ads. It actually cre helps to create ads, right? Exactly. So we have a system that's able to analyze our own ads, uh, for instance, identifying that 
you know, futuristic elements are performing well, um, telling us our call to actions that are working well, uh, and then combining those insights, we're able to make recommendations and, you know, generate new ads that leverage some of what's working, but also introduces some new concepts, some new ideas to try, uh, many of which have taken off and succeeded since, uh, you know, at the system is only getting smarter and more fine-tuned as we've been going along here. So, so what were some of the um, taglines or some of the ads that did, did not work as well as others? What, what didn't work? How, and how did you find that out? Yeah, so I can pull up here, but for instance, uh, Meet Dicer, the world's first digital CMO, was underperforming compared to Dicer AI, your meta ads GPT solution. Um, oh. And those were both pieces of copy originally generated from Dicer. Uh, we also found things like, uh, you know, elevating your marketing before your competitors do. Uh, elevate your ad creatives with dat data-driven insights from Dicer. Really finding some of those um, those pitch points and those touch points that uh, are resonating well with our clients, many of whom are agencies as well. And so the, the Dicer AI um, software was able to suggest things to you um and then did you did you take them verbatim did you did you um tweak them how does that how does that process work yeah so it's a great question so we we analyzed five components of ads so we were able to take a look at images videos and copy on the creative side of things and then we're able to look at budget efficiency and targeting more on the campaign management side of things mm -hmm. um so yeah we take the the outputs verbatim Right now, uh, we don't support generative video, but we do support outputs uh, that give very detailed specifications on what to do in those videos. For instance, the actual script to use. Um, so we're able to pass those scripts along to some of our uh, user-generated content uh, developers there, and they're able to read off the script, go through the storyboard that our system outputted. And uh, yeah, some of those are our, our top performing videos right now. And so the, you know, this is, um what I would think of uh, historically as being sort of A-B comparison, you try one thing and then you try another. Is that what this is or is there something more, much more sophisticated going on? Yeah, it's definitely going deeper than just, just A-B, although A-B is definitely an effective uh, you know, means of testing like at a high level. Uh, but yeah, we're really analyzing the, the qualitative natures of the ads. So we're able to really describe those images in a great level of detail, understand the text that's overlaid on top of those images, the the objects and the scenes present. Um, on the video side, we're able to really dive into like hook detection, which is those first three to five seconds of the video that really stop the scroll, as people call it, or, or um, really get the engagement going. Um, and we're also able to, you know, pair that with uh, the actual performance of like the video drop-off rates. So what what scenes were shown right before someone exited the video, like what scenes had high level of retention within the video and mm. using those insights to really like hammer more on the things that are working and, and then toss to the side, the things that are not. So let's, let's, let's play around with this AB or, or if you will, um, before and after. So before mm -hmm. Dicer AC, how would a, a creative director or a person in charge of uh, advertising media at an agency do their job? And what's different about this? It's a great question. So there's a lot of levels of communication, different teams of different sizes structured, you know, a little bit differently. But in general, there's creative side of things is very disjointed from the actual media buying side of things. And then the actual, uh, you know, the CMO or whoever is leading up the marketing efforts 
uh, is like the main key stakeholder that's receiving data back from the team. So um, traditionally, there'd be, depending on the scale of the team, you know, one to three or four meetings a week, reviewing the ad performance, reviewing what was launched in the last campaign, um, diving into some of the uh, the performance data, as well as, you know, possibly like comments and, you know, feedback coming from users and using that as a kickoff for an ideation session of what ideas to try next. Um, and so we really, uh, yeah, we bypassed that. Um, and actually some of our agency clients have even told us, like we used to have four hours worth of meetings with our graphic design teams. Uh, and now we've limited it to just 30 minutes because we just roll through the dicer suggestions. Um, we implement what's automatically implemented from, from the platform. And then we pass along the instructions, the additional instructions to our graphic designers or video editors, and they're able to roll with it. Um, as opposed to, you know, what often becomes like very subjective insights. Like, I think this is working because, you know, insert opinion there, uh, as opposed to really being able to on a pixel level, really understand what's, what's uh, actually driving that performance. So if you, uh, if you think of the old way of doing things, I think of Don Draper on Mad Men, who is basically, mm -hmm. you know, the creative genius, uh, you know, coming up with something brilliant, hopefully, not always, of course, but but basically, I think the key word you said uh, was subject, subjective, that they're making kind of su subjective judgments about. Now, some of these subject, subjective judgments, we should point out, are now in the Advertising Hall of Fame. You know, um, oh, what a relief it is! You know, all all these taglines, rinse and repeat. You know, all things we've 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 learned to to know. So it's not like that doesn't ever work, but like probably most of the time it doesn't because genius is hard to come by. So instead of Don Draper on the one hand, now we have Mr. Dicer. I don't know if you have a nickname for for. Uh, 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 I, Andrew Dice Clay, maybe Andrew Dicer Clay, but anyway, you've got this this machine, um, uh, self learning machine that is helping advertisers to um, to take the subjectivity out of this and and present. It's not just objectivity because it's really about workflow, isn't it? It's it's about okay, we're making objective judgments, but but that's we're not we're not asking you to act on it. You, the agency, or you, the client. We're acting on it for you. Is that right? Yes, exactly. And I'd say a, a, one of the fundamental differences between like the Mad Men days and, and what we're doing here is really we're honed in on performance marketing specifically. So actually driving conversions. Um, there's a whole other branch of marketing in the branding side of things that's really out there to send a good message and send a good uh, you know uh, association to whatever brand you're promoting. But we're really here to drive conversions. Um, and so in that aspect, we're able to be a lot more data driven as opposed to, you know, feeling driven. So um, you've got agencies. What are some of the other clients you have? Who is using this? Yeah. So one of our, um, one of our main clients is a patriotic apparel brand called Chad's. Uh, they've seen uh, some great benefits from using our copy outputs, uh, so identifying pieces of copy like headline copy and body copy that's doing really well, as well as um, some of our video outputs uh, for, you know, scripts to try um, and also being able to leverage some of their existing assets to fit within our requirements of what we're specifying to them. Um, and a cool use case of theirs was uh, we were running a targeting analysis for them 
and able to identify pockets of interest groups that were performing exceptionally well or could perform exceptionally well. For instance, like, you know, people interested in rodeos um, mm. and, uh, you know, professional bull riding and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, really able to uh, analyze holistically within an ad account. You know, some platforms just do the creative, some platforms just do the ads. Uh, we don't really think that you can disjoin those two because, you know, your audience and your messaging are so interwo interwoven together. Yeah. So, so um, I looked at your deck and saw some of your material. And <clears throat> one thing that was really clear is like, let's just use this as an example. If um, you've got photographs of, of people in your, of customers in your, in your ad, the customer is representing kind of a typical buyer, but um if you're not showing that customer properly, in other words, if you're showing them, say, from the rear or you can't see the face or you can't see what they're wearing, that's going to hurt you. So so what I noticed was, OK, this ad where we didn't do a great job of like showing the target customers didn't do well. This ad where we did a really good job of showing the customer did better, uh, did much better. Is, is, is that is that a typical kind of outcome? You know, it's it's. So, um, you know, case by case, but in general, yeah, having, having like human actors featured within the ads definitely adds, uh, adds to performance. Also things like adding, uh, pets, especially dogs within imagery really increases engagement. <laughs> I uh, mean, there's so much of that. So, yeah, there's little tips and tricks. It's a cliche, isn't it? Already. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I mean, we, there's some more ubiquitous insights. I'm sorry, I just wanted to drill down on this because it gives me a great chance to test my theory about dogs versus cat. Dogs perform better than cats, don't they? They absolutely do, yeah. Like, <laughs> like by a lot, right? Yeah, they, uh, especially with male demographics, but um, even with female demographics. Is that right? And how dramatic yeah. is it? Uh, like 20, 20 to 30%. Uh, oh, okay, better. so... So enough. So, so like, I'm not a cat person. You can probably tell, uh, I am a yeah. dog person, uh, militantly. So, so, uh, I'm delighted to hear that, to, to hear some data that, uh, people like dogs better than cats that, 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 you know, that, that makes me feel good. But, um, seriously, I, in terms of, um, there's one other thing you're doing among other, there, among other things. Um, and, and I wanted to drill down on this a little bit. So you can take a customer's existing data, from I think Facebook and Google and others as well, or just Facebook and Google? So today, uh, meta ads, which includes Facebook and Instagram, and we're actually just wrapping up our integration with Google ads as well. Okay, so you can literally import um, three years of data from meta platforms right now, and literally tell it, what can you tell a customer from that? So like that, this is sort of like something you do up front. I think it even could be a product in and of itself. But what I'm curious about is what sorts of things do you learn that are then applicable by the customer right away? Great question. So yeah, we're as soon as the customer connects to us, we're able to read in up to the last three years worth of their um, ad performance data. And that includes the actual assets that they've run as well as the corresponding uh, performance metrics. The assets meaning the, the picture, the photos, the videos, the text. Exactly. The media, the copy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then on the campaign level, we're able to read in the actual like the budgets, the goals, the the targeting that they've set. Um, and so 
you know, the, the first thing we're able to do is really, um, the quickest thing we're able to do is analyze within like a 30 seconds we're talking about, uh, is analyze their budget efficiency. So what goals, what, what are the various goals you've run across? Uh, what are the various placements you've, uh, targeted? What are the various demographics, namely age and gender demographics you've targeted? And within those breakdowns, where have you seen like the greatest uh, performance, pockets of performance that you can hone in on? And where have you seen like the worst performance that you can maybe exclude in, in future campaigns? So you can see that instantly. So so um, a company, let's just stick with a company for the moment. Um, a company can look at its data and and know immediately using Dicer AI, your product, know what's working and what's not working. Exactly. Yeah, we, we also create some helpful views for them. So at the campaign level, they can see what's working, what's not working at the ad set level. Uh, but you'd be surprised, like Facebook does not give you a single dashboard to just look at all of your images and all of your videos and see their corresponding performance. So uh, gee, we empower you. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why they yeah. don't. Huh. Maybe because they don't want you to know what's not working, right? I think we could probably do a 27-minute podcast just on the uh, the conflict of interests of the ad platforms themselves. <laughs> right, right. But but I want to go back to this. This is part of the reason why you're growing so quickly, which is which is great. Um, you know, it's funny your your story got very, much more interesting in the last two weeks because once you start to grow like that, it's like, oh, this really works. Customers like this. Um, this this story gets very exciting, and uh, potentially in your case, I think pretty quickly. But but. Let's go to that moment where, okay, you've gone to a customer and you have shown them what's not working and what is working. What's the next part of the pitch for you? So the uh, the immediate next is the why. So this was working, this wasn't working, and then the qualitative why. Um, and then from there, we get into the actual recommendations of what to do next. And so... If there's things that are truly working, because some ads, like some smaller brands that connect to us, they they haven't really hit uh, hit that point where they have optimized their ads to any point of profitability yet. So, you know, even even though something might be the best in the account, it still might not be good enough. Um, so we're able to detect what's within a you know acceptable threshold based off of like return on ad spend amounts, uh, which is like a, one of the main metrics a lot of advertisers use to track their performance. Um, and so we're able to see, do you have anything working really? Uh, and if so, we are, we're able to make some iterative improvements on what's already working in addition to some very drastic, you know, completely different ideas to develop, uh, based off of what we've seen as far as like more general market trends and what we've programmed into our system with like some of those, uh, expert inputs. Um, and then if we haven't seen anything really work within the account yet, then at that point, we're still very much in the uh, iteration phase of trying to find ideas and trying to find the, the emotional resonance with the audience that they're targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, we, we provide a, a much broader spectrum of uh, ideas to present to the clients. But when you say we and, and, and you talk about presenting ideas to the client, it's a different dynamic, isn't it? Because um, <clears throat> your, your um, software, your AI will kind of automatically make recommendations based on this trove of data that you've just taken from a client, right? And so mm-hmm. there'll be a, there, it, it, the point I'm making is like in, in, in a typical sales cycle, you sort of would, you'd identify the problem, right? 
you'd identify that uh, the ads aren't working or this is working better than another. And then you'd have to sit down by you. I mean, uh, a company like, like Dicer would have to sit down and really figure out how to, how to fix that, how to come up with something that worked better. Whereas uh, the point I'm driving at is that with your software, that happens automatically, right? You don't have to yeah. like spend six hours coming up with stuff and then pitching it. It's like, you've got it right there. It just starts to churn it, churn it out. Exactly. Yeah. We, we present the users with like truly actionable insights, things that they can copy and paste directly into their ads uh, with no, no human necessary in the loop but other than to approve it. Uh, and what about with um, with an ad agency? So you sell to you. You said you have a number of ad agencies. How many have signed up so far? So close to uh, sixty ad agencies have signed up to date. Sixty. So so that's the core of your business, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We have we just crossed the hundred customer mark. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned that. So about- so I want to just understand how this works differently with ad agencies because my theory about ad advertising is that it's completely broken. And so software like yours is going to fix it, hopefully, um, and probably is already doing that. So so when you work with an agency, so an agency by definition has multiple clients. So do they then go to their clients, get that kind of data dump like uh, you would do with an individual customer, and then and then – spit out ideas with your software that make it seem like they're their ideas. Is that how it works? Uh, some, and it's a, there's two different scenarios. So there's the agencies that are transparent about us, utilizing Dicer and uh, letting their clients know. Um, and then there's the agencies that, you know, treat us more like a white labeled service, if you will. So, right. you know, taking, taking our outputs as their own, uh, the agency's paying for the platform in those cases. So, uh, you know, they they have the data there. Um, and yeah, in general, though, they've seen some great productivity boosts. Uh, you know, the agencies have an inherent, the, the model is somewhat inherently flawed with, you know, the scalable nature of it. Like you want to do right by your clients and provide as much value to each and every one of them as you possibly can. But you want to grow your agency and take on more clients with, you know, the limited resources that you may may have there. So this sure. is really like an enabler because agencies still have they're they're in the weeds. They still very much understand the the media buying process and the creative mm-hmm. development process. Uh, but this just acts as a as a multiplier effect in like how much they can get done and the impact that they're able to to bring with what they do. So we've talked throughout this entire conversation about um what a positive thing this is, right? Um, you, as well as anybody else, understand the implications of AI. And um, I could look at this and say, um, oh, you just eliminated half of an agency. <laughs> you just eliminated the creative half of an agency. What? How do you feel about that? And, um, you know, clearly it, it's a good product. It's working. It makes a lot of sense, but do, but, but, and I'm not even sure that it's costing jobs, but certainly some could argue it will. Um, does that make you feel a little creepy? So we're we're at this point not displacing any jobs. Um, can't forecast two years from now what the market will hold, but uh, right now we just are serving as a 
as a very enhancing tool within the existing marketing stacks and really integrating as best we can into the into the marketing teams as they currently are. So um, instead of your creatives being able to develop 20 ads that might not be all that strong, we're able to help them develop five ads that are going to have a much, much more significant chance of succeeding while also being able to do it in much less time. Um, and same thing with the media buyers. We, uh, we recognize the value of a, a strong like power marketer media buyer that knows the ins and outs of the platforms, knows the emotional you know, resonance to get to the users there. Um, and this just really takes out the tedious nature of their job where, um, you know, it's not, not all that easy to, to discover what's working and what's not. So we're, right. we're able to really put that at the forefront for them. Yeah. I mean, I think um, of all the AI applications I've heard about, read about and looked at, um, this, this is so far kind of a best case scenario where uh, you're not, you're not costing jobs necessarily, though I think you will. To be honest, I think that this this will this is just too efficient not to affect that. But that there's sort of an inevitability to it, and that the people who are going to do well in an agency environment, maybe those who learn how to use tools like this and embrace them, rather than say, you know, this is a terrible thing because the horse is out of the barn. You're not going to stop it. Um, so how did, how did you, I know you have an engineering background. How did you get into marketing and, and, uh, tell us about your team as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I started, uh, in the marketing path, uh, about 10 years ago. Um, I linked up with, uh, actually my now CEO, Marco Bianco. Um, and we worked together for the last, uh, you know, seven years, uh, working on developing our own offers and, uh, running paid social ads to them and and really becoming what I would call like full stack marketers uh, where we, we were we were a bootstrap team uh, less than 10 people and really wearing a lot of different hats from on a given day doing conversion rate optimizations on funnels doing R&D on new offer developments new products to sell and services to sell actually diving into the weeds of the media buying and, you know, purchasing campaigns on Facebook and Google. And then, you know, as we scaled a lot of these products together, uh, dealing with the, uh, the difficulties of really scaling a creative team to, to meet the needs of a, you know, a high performing offer just to deal with, you know, creative fatigue is a, is a big one. You, if you're really spending a lot every day, um, you need to have a creative pipeline to just constantly feed new ads and, into the uh, marketplace there because after people see something one or two times, it just doesn't have that same effectiveness. And what do you charge for the product for Dicer AI? So uh, at the low end right now, we have a $199 a month plan for people spending under $7,500. And uh, that, it goes upwards from there, uh, but it's based off of um, percentage, or not percentage, but it's based off of ad spend tiers. Um, so... Uh, our highest plan is, you know, people spending over 30 K a month, uh, and, wow. you know, starting to reevaluate that. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, who's your competition? So right now there's a few platforms that handle like creative development, but they don't, they're missing the insights portion. Um, so there's not like a direct competitor that's really doing the, the soup to nuts uh, insights to actual actionable recommendations, but 
there's a platform out there called adcreative.ai. They have a lot of, uh, you know, templates that basically they launch images in, in, you know, square and vertical formats with some basic text overlays on there. Um, some other platforms on the insights side that are, you know, doing tagging. So, you know, this image contains a dog, this image contains a person, uh, you know, the dominant color of this image is red. Um, so those types of insight platforms, like uh, there's one called Omnikey. Um, and so, yeah, nothing out there that's really taken the approach of like qualitative insights, working their way down from there into like the action actions to take the. Well, I want to remind our uh, listeners that uh, and our viewers that this is The Accelerator, a podcast that is a companion podcast to The Angel, um, available on Amazon, Audible, Apple, and every major podcast platform. Also, audio and video uh, available on YouTube and on um, uh, Spotify. So that's uh, available, too. Um we want to thank our guest, A.J. Elliott, is the Chief Operating Officer of Dicer.ai, a very intriguing uh, marketing and advertising platform that is uh, starting to really catch fire. And uh, we want to thank you for being with us, um, uh, A.J. It's great to have you, and you're much better looking than your father. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much for having me, and I will be sure not to tell him that. So. And we want <laughs> You can definitely tell him. He'll he'll know I'm joking. But uh, great to have you all with us. Thank you to Dicer.ai. This is The Accelerator. And remember, we'll be back with another podcast before you know it.